Welcome into episode 107 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio, and today I'm happy to be joined once again by Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you? Why do you seem so happy? <laughs> I have every reason to be happy, Sean, but... I mean, we, we said on yesterday's show, uh, kind of breaking down things with Jalen Duran and how that was going and the visit and all those things. And we said, well, you know, you, we're, we're kind of in that final countdown for Davion Mintz. Uh, he at this, at yes, as of yesterday, he had one full week to decide. He had to decide by July 7th uh, whether he was going to, going to pull his name out of the draft or return to Kentucky. Uh, so we kind of knew that, that, something like this was going to be on the table at some point. We said, whenever that news drops, we're going to be back for another podcast. And guess what? One day later, we are back for another edition of the Source of State podcast. Sean, Davion Mintz is back. What we've been talking about, what we've been kind of hinting at, uh, what we've kind of been hoping for, it, it came to fruition. And it, it, it's, it's crazy to see this actually before our eyes. Kentucky's backcourt is set. And they're loaded from top to bottom. They are absolutely loaded in the backcourt. It's not a coincidence that this news happens on the first day of NIL. I'm convinced that Davion Mintz isn't at Kentucky if NIL wasn't an option. I think that he looked at this thing, Jack. I think it goes back to what we talked about yesterday, too, how John Calipari is always a step ahead. I think that this was a discussion and discussions that have been had for days now. We know when a press release like that is written, that detailed, with quotes like that, that much in depth, this decision was not made today. Yeah. This decision was made a few days ago, maybe even longer than that, and it just now decided to come out on the perfect day, NIL. And Davion Mintz can earn money at Kentucky, and Kentucky's loaded. Kentucky has a roster that is loaded with experience, it's loaded with talent, and it's loaded with shooters. That's the difference is you have guys that are shot makers. And for the first time since Randolph Morris, Kentucky has returned its leading scorer from a previous roster. That is so insane. And then we'll get into the details of this too. We don't even know if he's going to start. That's how deep this backcourt is, that there's options. John Calipari literally has a clean table in front of him right now, Jack, with with puzzle pieces. And there's probably three or four, you know, how when you put a puzzle down, you get to see what it looks like on the box. Mm-hmm. This is a box that has four or five different pictures, though. And he can piece this thing together. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to win a national championship, but I can't see any of these puzzles being put together and it not turning out something very good for Kentucky basketball. I think this team's going to be good. And I think that this has kind of solidified them as an Elite Eight final weekend of the NCAA tournament team. Whether they get Jalen Duran, or not, this is a team that's good enough to get to that final weekend. And we will bring up Jalen Duran and potentially another edition uh, or a, a separate edition that would kind of be a, a replacement for Duran, should he not, here in a little bit, because that is now on the table as well. And that should also make Kentucky fans just go absolutely nuts because it's, that – It's that, July. That it's July. Be, What's going on? We're that, in July and we're oh, talking about this. Goodness. Yeah, so we, we will definitely get in, in, into that because we have to. Um, but 
as for the timeline of all this, Sean, I'm going to be totally honest. I was very out of the loop in the Davion Mintz uh, draft decision. Every time I came on here, because I, 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 I had a lot of very early uh, conversations, um, you know, during this process where it kind of felt like we would be getting a, a decision soon. And it, it kind of felt like they were getting more and more for the people on UK side of things, got more and more frustrated with people asking because there was no decision. It was kind of a, you guys are going to know when we know, stop asking. Uh, he's truly a 50-50. I talked to parents. I talked to, you know, different people at all these little basketball camps that, you know, the satellite camps that we've been going to. Uh, I've been asking everybody that I could figure out. And, and they're like, look, nobody knows. We don't know. Davion's doing his own thing. He's working out for teams. He's working out for trainers. Like, he's, he's, he's kind of on his own little journey right now. And he, when, when he's ready to give us a final answer, he's going to give it to us. And I don't know if that, like you said, this could have, this could have happened yesterday and the press release was written late last night. This could have happened, you know, earlier in the week. This could happen a week ago. I have, I genuinely have no idea. I, I, I can say, I can confidently say that these other uh, commitments and signings that Kentucky has had, you know, throughout this whole off season, I can feel pretty confident in saying that, that I felt very much in the loop on, on most of those decisions and the lead up to it and, and kind of how we got to that big moment of the commitment and the signing. But this one, I can say every time I talked to somebody, it was 50, 50 year when, when, when we know you're going to know. And I stopped asking, I was like, all right, well, it's very clear that they don't want people to keep, you know, badgering them about it and poking them at it. So we're going to wait. And I think the, the, the rollout for this was such a cool situation because uh, you know, earlier this morning, UK the, the players started rolling out. Dante Allen became the first player with an NIL deal, uh, you know, selling his own shirts and merchandise and those sorts of things. Uh, pers personalized videos, a 10 to 15 minute Zoom call. I thought that was so freaking awesome. And then uh, within a couple hours you know, earlier in the morning, we got players signing up for Cameo. We had Jacob Toppin. We had Lance Ware. We had uh, Kellen Grady. We kind of had this first run of players. And then uh, Davion Mintz was among that first uh, group of players and his was set at like $25. Everybody else was, you know, 40, 50, $60. And I was like, and they're including him among the Kentucky players and like he, him as a college basketball player and those sorts of things. And I was like, that's kind of interesting, but the rollout, it definitely felt like they were building up this suspense. Like wh what better way to make money than, you know, announce something of this magnitude on the first day that college athletes think about how much his cameo account is blowing up right now of, of and people just waiting for opportunities for to, to pay Don, uh, Davion Mintz for returning. I mean, I, you couldn't yeah. have asked for a better rollout for him. John Calipari is so locked in right now. Like he, he's so dialed in right now, Jack, that I think that he has been a step ahead this entire off season. Everything that John Calipari wanted to accomplish, he has accomplished since the season ended. It was three months ago where he went on, was it during the Final Four weekend, and said that, you know, enjoy it now, you know, and yeah. telling people to enjoy Kentucky struggles. It's, I think it's been three months almost yeah. since right, right at that time, maybe exactly three months if I'm not mistaken. And here's what's happened. It's 5 o'clock right now in the 5 o'clock Eastern time. So I'm on the central time zone and correct me if I'm wrong on this. And maybe by the time you put this podcast up, Devin Booker's playing in the NBA finals and John Calipari has not even congratulated him yet on social media. That's how locked in John Calipari is on getting this roster and this team and getting all these pieces set. 
Think about that. It's like that. That's a that's a first thing eight a.m. in the morning tweet from John Calipari's account that Devin Booker's in the NBA Finals. Congratulations to Devin Booker on reaching the NBA Finals. No, it's not come. It's been all Davion Mintz and and everything else. He's so dialed in right now on putting this thing together, and they're not they're not done yet. Like they're still trying to. And and that's the other thing we'll get into. There's room. Whether they do it or not, there's room. There's a scholarship. This does not impact Kentucky scholarship numbers. Davion Mintz in the blanket waiver in the NCAA, it impacts nothing. It impacts this roster and this team positively, but it does not factor into what the final scholarship number is. Yeah, and we, and there are – we'll talk about who those players are. Jalen Duren's one of them, and we'll talk about the other here uh, in just a little bit. But just kind of who Davion is as a player and what his return means for this program. UK released a, a bunch of different numbers, and I kind of crunched some others as well, you know, talking lineups and those sorts of thing, things. Sean, Mintz led, led Kentucky this past season in total points with 288, three-pointers, assists, uh, he had 77 assists, uh, double-figure scoring games in 17. Uh, he averaged a team-high 11.5 points. Like you said, he was he's the first uh, ret- player to return to school after leading the team in scoring average the previous season since Randolph Morris in 2006-2007. And it, it just kind of as, as an overall unit, this is now John Calipari's most experienced roster. This is a, this is a roster that uh, now boasts, I believe – a six-year graduate in Mintz, a fifth-year graduate in Kellen Grady, a redshirt junior in C.J. Frederick, six juniors uh, in Keon Brooks, Jacob Toppin, Oscar Sheboy, Saver Wheeler, Zan Payne, and Brennan Canada, a redshirt sophomore in Dante Allen, two sophomores in Lance Ware and Kareem Watkins, and three freshmen in, in Damian Collins, Bryce Hopkins, and Ty Ty Washington. This is a roster that does not have to rely on freshmen we're not going to have a Devin Askew situation this this time around we're not going to have any of those early growing pains that we usually see with the John Calipari roster where Cal has to go out and say just wait till March just wait till March we're going through a, uh, you know the these early battles that we usually do it's Kentucky basketball we got like this team is going to be ready to roll on day one uh, Madison Square Garden November 9th against Duke they are going to be ready for day one and you know the sneaky thing about Davion Mintz returning that is probably not going to get discussed a ton? Kentucky now has three legitimate guys that can run the point guard position. Yeah. So they got Xavier Wheeler and Tata Washington. Or if you – and let's say you're in a situation where those two guys, maybe one's struggling, one's in foul trouble or something like that, you can slide Davion to the point and go Kellen Grady, C.J. Frederick, Kellen Grady, Dante Allen, even play Keon or a top end of the three and do some things. There's so much versatility with this roster. It's arguably one of the most versatile rosters he's had in his career, not just at Kentucky, but when you're talking pieces, guys that can slide and play multiple spots. Even Kellen Grady can play some one. What this has done, though, is there's going to be a couple of guys on this roster. We got into this yesterday. We talked a little bit about Lance Ware and things, but there's going to be a couple of guys on this roster that I think are going to have to buy into the long-term project deal. Because this this move moves it cuts minutes out. Somebody's not going to play as much. Somebody might not play at all. But John Calipari is definitely piecing this thing together, Jack, to make sure that nine and sixteen does not happen again. When you go nine and sixteen, you take everything you can get. You don't worry about whose feelings is hurt, things like that. But 
it makes you wonder, though, if a lot of these guys on this team thought this thing was done, but as close as they are, they had to know that this was an option. I think everybody there is bought in and think, and, and, and NIL keeps it, it makes it a little bit easier, I think, to, we're having a lot of discussions right now. How do you keep everybody happy with NIL? Well, NIL to me makes everybody kind of happy with playing time. Somebody might not be playing as much, but they're still putting money in their pocket. Yeah. I think that that kind of helps a little bit with this, but this is a roster that I think this puts them, I think this makes them the favorite in the SEC. Yeah. I really do. I think that this move puts them at number one. We saw what Alabama's having to replace. I mean, that was not a good night for them last night. I mean, they're they're replacing – Nate Oates is having to replace a lot. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's going to be good. But this this return, it puts Kentucky at the, the top in the SEC, in my opinion, and it puts them among the conversation to win a national championship. I really think they're going to be that good. And I think the reason why I feel confident saying that now is we know these guys. We know what these guys are at their best. We've got to see almost every guy on this roster other than the three freshmen. And here's the other thing. Those three freshmen don't have to be elite now. Yeah. Like they have options and they can still be a good basketball team if these freshmen are freshmen. But the pressure off these freshmen because of guys like Davion Mintz and Oscar Sheboy, I think it's going to be – life is going to be so much easier for these three coming in than what it has been for any other guys in the past, in the last few years. You talk about versatility. I, I kind of broke down some of the different lineup opportunities for just the backcourt. Uh, you, you say Cal needs, you know, you're going against one of the most experienced teams in, in the nation or, uh, you, you know, something like that. You have a veteran lineup that, you know, is capable of pushing the ball up the floor. You know, I'd argue better than anybody else in the SEC. Xavier Wheeler, Davion Mintz, and Kellen Grady. Three guys that, you know, they, they've been around the college game. Davion Mintz, I don't know if you've seen his highlights since since the commitment today or his return today. His transition scoring ability and his pull-up threes in transition, the way Xavier Wheeler just runs the floor and always pushes the ball up ahead, you have you have your, your lineup there. You need just pure scorers. You can't get better than Ty Ty Washington, Davion Miz, and, and Kellen, Grady, uh, Kellen Grady. You need just pure shooters, Ty Ty Washington, C.J. Frederick, and Dante Allen. Or, you, you know, Davion Miz can knock down shots. Kellen Grady is obviously a, a knockdown shooter. There's just so many different, like you said, lineups. You need athletes. Go, you know, Savir Wheeler at point guard. Make sure Keon Brooks and Jacob Toppin are down low. You know, you just – the. There's so many different opportunities with this team now that you have Davion Mintz back. Before, like, yeah, it was – UK would have been fine if Davion Mintz didn't come back. But it's it's more than a cherry on top. This is like the the ultimate ice cream sundae, if you will, of, of just all the toppings that you could possibly dream of. It's like when you go to, like, Orange Leaf or one of those, uh, you know, frozen yogurt places and you just, you know, a five-year-old goes crazy with all the toppings. That's what this Kentucky roster is right now. It's just – it's it's versatile. You want shooting, you got shooting. You want athletes, you got athletes. You need pure scores, you got pure scores. This has skill. It has length. It has size. It has – everything you could possibly ask for on a roster they now have it and like we said they're they might not even be done with that it's just they might not be and the only guy that i think that obviously the, the thing that i like about this roster is i think it's built to withstand injuries not that you want one you don't want an injury but i think like i could see if they have an injury in the backcourt there's so many options there like if a guy misses a game or two or three games 
The one guy that I think that they can't lose, though, is Oscar Sheboy. The way the roster's built as it stands right now, that's the one guy they cannot lose. Mm-hmm. They can afford if somebody's banged up in the backcourt right now. They have options at point. They have options on the wing. They have if, – if Keon's down, I, you have kind of a guy that's similar in Jacob Toppin. Or you have a Bryce Hopkins. You have options there. The one guy is Oscar Sheboy, and that's where you see them still being active and trying, I think, to get another big body. And it's not just big bodies. It's, a, it's an elite big body in Jalen Dern. We'll see where that goes. And then, obviously, there, there's other news. Kofi Coburn goes in the transfer portal today. on In July, just days before – the NBA draft withdrawal deadline and the deadline to enter the transfer portal to be eligible to play college basketball this season. Regardless, if he, if he does not go to the NBA, Jack, we've talked about Jalen Duren shifting power in college basketball. Wherever Kofi Coburn goes, if he plays college basketball, it shifts power. What is going on? Marcus Carr. <laughs> like We're in July and nothing is set right now. It's total chaos. I kind of like it. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking there is a – a wooden all-american second team consensus all-american uh all you know first team all big 10 player that enters the transfer portal literally six days before he has to make a final decision on his nba draft route that literally like you said him announcing where he's going to go will change the power in college basketball instantly no matter where he goes like it, it you you were talking arguably the most dominant player in college basketball last year saying, eh, I might go somewhere else on the last day of, of the, the transfer portal news. Like this is, this is the deadline. Today is a deadline. He's like, yeah, screw it. Let, I'll throw my hat in the ring too. It's like, what the hell is happening right now? And we know, and we know that John Calipari has watched him and Oscar Sheboy battle it out before. We know that. All right. So Sean, let me just say, and I got to give a major, major tip of the cap to Travis Graff of Cats Illustrated because I was up in Indianapolis for the May, uh, Made Hoops Midwest Mania event back in April, I believe, May. I think it was the last weekend of April, actually. And while I was sitting there watching games, I was up there, um, and Travis came up to me and he was like, dude, I just got this text message from this random guy, that somebody that, that it w- would definitely know. Uh, that said that, and this was right, you know, fairly soon after Orlando Antigua and Chin Coleman uh, news of them coming to Kentucky just broke. He said, uh, dude, I just got this text that said Kofi Coburn's following Antigua and, and Chin Coleman to Kentucky. And I was like, yeah, get the hell out of here. There's no way. There's no way that Kentucky adds Kofi freaking Coburn. Uh, you know, and I was like, yeah, and alongside Oscar Sheebway, like, that's not a good fit. You know, big, two big, you know, plotting bigs. Like, it just it just wouldn't make any sense for, for Kofi Coburn to come. And, you know, here we are two months later. He puts his name in the portal. This is like an actual real-life thing. I guess three three months later, he puts his name in the portal. And Travis calls me right before we start recording. He was like, dude, that guy that texted me before doubled down. I think that this might be an actual real thing. So – have absolute tip of the cap to Travis. He he's been all over that, uh, just just killing killing it on that front. But the idea of you know not necessarily relying on Jalen Duran and his like obviously Jalen Duran is the prize. He's going to be the NIL. You know he's going to bring so much positive attention to the program. You know should he come to Kentucky and there's so much 
so much that to be said about adding the number one player in the country, like, like what adding Jalen Dern would do, that would be an absolute game changer for recruiting. And it would kind of be that breath of fresh air that uh, Kentucky and John Calipari needed to kind of solidify itself as like, Hey, we never went anywhere. We're still, you know, the best of the best when it comes to recruiting, but one hell of a consolation prize Kofi Coburn would be, I mean, a six, a, a seven foot, 285 pound, just freak of nature monster comes in. Uh, the, I like how Kentucky's two options right now to add to its already pretty fairly loaded front court is either a six foot 10, 245 pound athletic freak that reminds you of, Oh, I don't know. Bam out of bio or somebody like that. Or your other option is uh, Kofi, Kofi Coburn, who is just all a, American and absolute all American and a freak of nature built like a, a house. I mean, what do you like? We're in July. It's July, Sean. It is July. And we're talking about adding either the number one player in the country or arguably the most dominant player in college basketball. Yeah, it's, what, it's, what the hell is happening? It, it's insane. It's, it's truly insane. And obviously he still has his name in the NBA draft, but he's kind of planning to take that out with this move, right? Because he had to go into the transfer portal now if he wants to be eligible to play college basketball this season. So him making that decision this close to that date kind of tells you my, where Kofi Coburn's leaning. It's called, I think it'd be college basketball. Uh, whoever adds that guy to the roster, look out. And if it's a Kentucky or if it's an elite program, I mean, someone's going to be really happy and there's going to be some people thinking, man, somebody just got a lot better today. And it's one of those things that we're in July. That's the power of what's going on right now with everything being off, with the NBA draft being later and now NIL coming into play. There's a lot of moving parts. Marcus Carr, like we saw, you know, that yesterday him him deciding to withdraw and transfer and play college basketball that was a thing that John Calipari couldn't have waited we talked about that all spring right he couldn't have waited till July to add that and it's a good thing he didn't because he ended up getting a Savir Wheeler a Tata Washington now you got Davion Mintz back we were just talking like just get one of those options they got all three they got all three (laughs) of those guys like that's where I'm coming from that I don't see this being a failure at any point. Like, I think that this team's going to be really good because they have plenty of options. Like, they, this is going to be a lineup, I think, that's going to – I don't know if it's going to be set. I think it's going to change. Uh, the competition and practice – now, this isn't a roster, Jack, that's loaded with lottery picks. Yeah. Like, there's going to be, there's going to be lottery talent and NBA talent in that gym, but there's a lot of guys that are going to push you to be your best every single day. And if you're not your best – you're going to be sitting on the bench. And that's why I like about this. There is competition in practice. Those teams that have that at UK to where the bench is motivation, if you don't work, you're going to sit. John Calipari has that this year. He didn't really have it at all this past year. He still had to play guys that were struggling. He, he, he doesn't have to do that now. This, this lineup and this roster, it has experience. It has shot makers. It has guys that are going to blow the rooftop off Rupp Arena. That is going to be exciting to watch. I just can't stop sitting here laughing and shaking my head at like adding Davion Mintz is like, oh, there's the cherry on top. And then you're like, oh, maybe they add Kofi Coburn too. And it's like, I, think I texted like, you. What? I texted you at lunch and I said, sources say today, my friend. <laughs> First day of my vacation, and I'm sitting in a basement right now on Wi-Fi connected to Zoom. We're talking about Davion Mitz returning to Kentucky. It's July 1st. 
And then while we're sitting there playing this, Kofi Coburn goes in the transfer portal. Like, what is going on right now? And then college player, like, Dante Allen has his own merchandise that I would really like one of those shirts, by the way. Yeah. I mean, what is going on? Like, the yeah, whole world Kellen is – Kellen Grady just announced a deal with iSlide. So, we have our first official player endorsement with an actual product. So, that's pretty cool. That's super cool, man. Yeah. To see, to see these guys getting to do that, it's, it's even cooler, too, that – you know, Dante has Keeley's pictures and stuff yep. up there on, on the player's trunk that uh, that she took and stuff last year. It's really cool to see these guys getting to make money. And this is something, too, it's new, right? Like, it's it's weird to us because we're not used to this. Like, people tweeting endorsements for podcasts, like Michigan State's kicker tweeting that about – the funniest tweet I've seen all day. That's and things like that. Seen. But it's things that some people are feeling awkward by reading this. But if the NCAA had done – what they were supposed to do years ago, nobody would be feeling awkward today. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's July 1st, and it's the craziest July 1st that I remember. What else can happen today? I mean, what else is there to happen? I mean, we got NIL deals from the minute we woke up, literally before we even went to bed last night at 1234, I think, is when Dante Allen put out his tweet, like, hey, here I go. I'm partnering with this with, with Players Trunk, and then you, you wake up and there's – you know, this guy signing with this sweet tea company, this guy sign, you know, this, the, uh, these twin basketball players are signing with boost mobile. And like, you have all these massive deals going everywhere. Kentucky players start rolling out the cameo stuff. And I mean, it, it that's where you start thinking of the Jalen Durans and, and Kofi Coburn's of the world where, how do you not look at a day like this and go, there is so much money there for me to to make at a place like Kentucky where the branding and exposure is already there. We saw what happened with Cade Cunningham this past season. We saw what happened with Jalen Suggs, just what the game of uh, uh, what college basketball did to those type of players where it just kind of expanded their their brand and and they kind of solidified themselves as college superstars and now like what would how much money would Cade Cunning would have Cade Cunningham made last season? How much money would would Jalen Suggs have made? How much money would John Wall have made? I mean, million. We are talking millions. We're not talking tens of thousands. We're not talking hundreds of thousands. We are talking millions of dollars. Don't shortchange these kids. They if and that's that's kind of what I love so much about this. Uh, and I talked to Brandon Miller's dad after his official visit. And I asked him kind of what's it, what's it like to be the the father of a top 10, you know, athlete who will be able to do this and, you know, how that kind of goes into a decision like his and, you know, choosing between Kentucky and Tennessee and Alabama and, you know, a bunch of SEC schools. What's it like to have the NIL now? And he said, look, what's so beautiful about it is if my son doesn't want to use NIL, he doesn't have to. If he looks at himself and goes, look, I need to spend every hour, every extra hour that I can in the gym because, you know, I'm struggling. He can, like they can, uh, they can do this as they please. If they, you know, need money, they need to put, you know, family has some, you know, money struggles and they need to put food on the table back at home. They can do that. If they are a, a player that's, you know, a little bit far, you know, further behind than some others and they need to stay in the gym and not focus on some of the extracurricular stuff, they can. It is a free country. It's literally America. It's what's so beautiful about America. They are able to make money like every other human being out there. That's what's so stupid about some of these people, you know, arguing against it. And they're like, this is the worst day in college basketball history. And I had somebody respond to a KSR article and they said, uh, this is, 
this is going to uh, this is going to ruin college basketball forever, and they've lost one f- one fan in me. I'm gonna I'm not going to uh, f- watch college basketball anymore. And I'm sitting there thinking, because a student athlete is able to make money the same way your son or daughter is able to, while how they're able to you know brand themselves and like if your son or daughter was creative enough to have a YouTube account or a TikTok, you know, TikTok star or, you know, a Twitch account, like they're, you know, a lot of the gaming kids are doing right now and making money off of that. Like why, why are you not judging those people for, for building off their own name, image, and likeness because they're, Oh, I don't know, normal human beings. And then treating student athletes like they're like property of the school. They're not like they're, they're normal human beings. And this ruling makes these kids normal human beings it's beautiful. They, if, if they don't want to do it, they don't have to take advantage of it. It's not a, a team thing. You're not going to have to worry about, you know, being fair. If you're a more, uh, you know, more marketable kid, you're going to make more money. If you're funny, think about that Michigan state tweet, Sean, where it's some kicker. I've never heard of this kicker in my life. And he tweets, this is a paid advertisement. Listen to the locked on Michigan state podcast. It's probably not terrible. I've never listened to it, but it's probably not terrible. That's hilarious. I would have never in a million years listened to Locked On Michigan State podcast, especially if it was being advertised by some random Michigan State kicker. But because he used his branding and his uh, you know, platform to be funny and clever and do something that nobody else does – I'm more inclined to go listen to that podcast. I'm more inclined to, to pay attention. And that's why he has thousands and thousands of likes on that tweet. Because guess what? It's America. It's branding. Things are funny. People are creative. They can make money on those opportunities. This is a fantastic day for college basketball. It's a, college, it's a beautiful day for all student athletes playing college sports. And it's only going to help Kentucky. Kentucky is going to be a massive, massive, massive winner, especially John Calipari's basketball team. They are going to absolutely destroy the NIL market. And I think that's why guys like Kofi Coburn that, you know, there's not any like official reports that Kentucky's he's in the portal. So Kentucky can reach out if they want to, but it's, it's more of a, you know, guys like that can look at a place like Kentucky and go, look, I, I was already this player at Illinois. What if I'm this player at Kentucky? What if I'm an All-American player at Kentucky? What is that going to do for me and my brand and making money? This is a beautiful day for college basketball. It's a beautiful, beautiful day for all of college sports, but it's especially a beautiful day for the University of Kentucky, Sean. And it's a beautiful day for Sources Say listeners because they get back-to-back days of Sources Say. Yeah. Yeah, exciting, right? Le- leading up to our debut KSR appearance next week. It's just times are just beautiful, Sean. Today is a beautiful day. July, it's it I I like this month. My birthday is July 7th. I'm going to be we're going to have the day after my birthday, we're going to be doing KSR. It's like this I I love this month already. It's it's everything about it's just fantastic. Um we don't need to drag this on any longer. We broke down the news. It's fantastic day. It's a massive, massive, massive addition to this already very impressive roster by bringing Davion Mintz back. They got their dagger thrower back. The backcourt is complete. They're, the, you know, it's Calipari's now mo- most experienced roster since he's been at Kentucky. There are only positives about Davion Mintz's return. And depending on how things go with Jalen Duran, depending on how things go with Kofi Coburn, things can only get better here in the next, the next week or so. So, Sean – we're going to be back for another edition of Sources Say podcast very soon. Yeah, and, and one thing I'll add, let's say they don't get either one of those guys. 
this is still a really good basketball team. A basketball team that I think is Final Four caliber. I really think so. But this is so crazy that I, I, I'm i not ready to close the book and say it's done yet because things are so crazy right now. I, we're definitely going to be back sooner rather than later. We, we will end it with this. I have two questions to ask you, Sean. Question one, Jalen Dern or Kofi Coburn? You, be, you get one. Oh, man. You put me on the spot here, right? Yep. As I do best. I'll, I'll go the experience. I'll go Kofi Coburn. And Ooh. and I, I know that I, – I don't know. Maybe that's crazy because Jalen Duren, obviously, you're, you're talking about a guy who has potential to be the number one overall pick. But Kofi Coburn's really good, man. That's an All-American that you could add to your roster. You're talking a physical force that I don't think anyone can match up with. I watched him on the high school uh, grassroots circuit. Uh, honestly, wondered why John Calipari Kentucky didn't offer at the time. Yeah. And Orlando Antigua was always there watching. That was the assistant from Illinois that was always there watching him. Orlando Antigua is in Lexington now. And I just think that those relationships and stuff mean a lot, familiarity. But, honestly, there's no wrong answer, right? You can say Kofi. You can say Jalen. Who cares? It doesn't matter. There's, there's no wrong answer. Who the hell cares? For, <laughs> I think for uh, roster purposes, I think – Jalen Duren is the more versatile player. You could put him at the four. He's a better passer. Um, he's going to be able to extend, knock down some some three-point shots. He could play better alongside Shibway, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the one thing. So I will say that, but I, – so I will say Duren, especially for the exposure and the marketing aspect, I think just the adding uh, – Kentucky getting the number one recruit in the country again – would be just an absolute game changer just on the just purely from a recruiting perspective it wouldn't it would feel like Kentucky was back if they added the number one player in the country again and this leads to my next question because you bring up your versatility and and you know playing alongside one another um is the p word going to be back this year will Kentucky say Kentucky adds either Jalen Jalen Duran or Kofi Coburn will they be platooning It's funny, Derek, Derek Terry just sent me this. It was Cal's quote about the platoon from years ago. If you ask me if I'm ever going to platoon again, my answer is no. Last season was an absolute outlier. It just It's just not the way I'd like to coach. I would rather play seven or eight guys because I believe that gives us the best chance to win. I think we wrote the book on platooning this year, but I hope we stick it on the shelf and never have to use it again. Well, guess what? You better dust it off. It's going to be used again. Sean, there could be 14 scholarship players on this roster that can play. We might have to double platoon. Each kid might get 15 minutes, not 20. This team is like Marcus, it's the, Marcus Carr's coming too, right? Is that no, why? No. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. That's what I said. I, I tweeted. Screw it. Let's add Kofi Coburn and Jalen Duran. Let's just run all three of them and and get the the, the most intimidating, physically intimidating trio college basketball has ever seen it's like oh, screw it let's add beat everyone and then get on cameo on the way home and just record all your videos on the flight yeah say hey i'm with the trio of of the absolute monsters a three-headed monster group uh here here pay us a hundred dollars for, for that performance thank you very much like that that would be an absolute game changer. i i just don't see that happening there's technically room for it but no i don't see that happening but there are four, there would be 13 to 14 players on this roster that can absolutely play college basketball like that that are deserving of minutes 
And I don't know how Cal would get out of not platooning. There, there's, there's no way that you have 13, 14 players, scholarship players that can play at a high level and not play all of them. Or, or you know, at minimum 10, 10 of the 13, 11 of the 13. I mean, maybe, you know, Bryce Hopkins and Damian Collins are, uh, you know, kind of the, the last guys out or Dante Allen doesn't, you know, move up into the um, rotation, whatever, however you want to do it. There's still going to be 10 scholarship players on this roster that can play. And I don't know how Cal looks at this and, and, and doesn't go back to the platoon especially if they get a guy like Kofi Coburn and especially if they get a guy like Jalen Dern. They have to. There's, there's no other way. There are six high-level guards alone in the backcourt, six, six of them. There's, uh, you know, several, you know, impressive frontcourt four pieces. There's already, you know, three, four impressive centerpieces. Like, it, this, is go- this team is going to platoon, I think. I mean, I, I think that's the only way around it. And we might as well just start embracing that possibility because it's – it's coming, especially if, if they add another piece like it, it appears Kentucky's trying to. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're trying. That's for sure. Oh, all right, Sean, we will get out of here. Uh, we will be back next time whenever the next big piece of news breaks because by the looks of things, it might be tomorrow. Who knows? It seems like everything's <laughs> happening all at once. We'll, we'll definitely be back whenever that does happen. Uh, appreciate your time as always, Sean. Where can fans find your work? You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry. You can find me on Twitter at JackPilgrimKSR. Reach out to me via email at JPilgrim at KentuckySportsRadio.com. With that, we'll be back next time for another edition of the Sources Save Podcast. We will see you there.